Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello. It's been a while, much longer than I intended, but thank you for bearing with us and coming back to Spin the Rally Pod, your catch-up on the World Rally Championship action. I'm rally fan Lisa O'Sullivan, here to keep the peace between the team. Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans, former motorsport team boss George Donaldson, and the man they call the voice of rally, Colin Clark. Now, I have to say, I'm a little irked that it's taken us a long time to get back on air following the Rally of Spain, which I very correctly predicted would be won by Thierry Neuville. Is there any uh, thing to be read in the fact that you guys were unavailable for comment immediately <laughs> after the event finished? Yeah, we didn't want how to say cynical, a word. How cynical <laughs> you are. Really. Terrible view, Lisa. This time in the morning. <laughs> we, we definitely won't show you the email trail that said, let's not record on for ages and she might have forgotten. <laughs> I was going to take the clip out from the previous Spin the Rally pod and play it in, you know, just drop it in. Okay. I think Thierry's going to win. And and Thierry, Thierry did a great job in Spain. He, he did. Didn't he? Didn't Absolutely. he you were there. Yeah. He, 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 was, he was very, very impressive. He really was impressive. Uh, you know, but, but then we shouldn't really be surprised, should we? You know, had the season gone slightly differently for Nouvelle, he'd have been going to Monza. We'd have had a three-way fight for the championship uh, decider. There's no question about that. You know, Neuville, Neuville, I genuinely think, I don't know what you guys think, I think Neuville is getting better and better. I think he's one of those drivers that as yet hasn't quite plateaued. I, I think there's still a little more to come from Thierry Neuville. Um, and he was, he was, uh, he was impressive, but, but not surprisingly so in Spain. He, he really, really was good. I mean, you might argue perhaps the, the high up guy was, was the surprise, just how good it was again. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't wasn't it an interesting start though, Colin? You know, um, r- right out the bat, um, uh, he, he was he was on his heels. You know, those first yeah. uh, few stages. Yeah. And and you know, you were sort of thinking to yourself, is is he going to start to tell us that the car's not right? He's not getting what he wants out of it. But no, he he didn't. He actually kind of dug deep because quite often we see him going backwards for a whole day. And then you go back to service overnight and then he comes out the next day and he's unbeatable. Well, he managed to do that during the day. That's purely psychological. I would actually argue that that there's there's nothing specific with the car except for the the feel of it. It's not quite giving him the messages he wants. The car's probably dynamically not changed very much. It'll be infinitesimal, but it it will be a change, but it'll be infinitesimal. But that's enough to give him all the messages, and then he can give speed. And I'm not decrying in any way it's real, because it is real. It's all to do with confidence and knowing that the car is going to react in exactly the way you want. And he's quite sensitive to it. And that's mm. that's a good thing. But it also, it also works as a negative, because if it's not just exactly how he thinks he wants it, he is unbalanced by that. Um, 
and and it, but it it it's not an imagined thing; it's a real thing. But it's it's very 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 nuanced, if you like. It's just so slight. It's yeah. difficult, difficult, difficult to analyze it. Very difficult for the engineers to pin it on the face of it. We could sit here and say, "For oh, Christ's sakes, they've got the car wrong again for Thierry this morning," you know, and it's all dreadful for him. But actually, it's so fine. It could even be down, you know, for it could be down to slight dampness on the road, something fractionally unexpected. I don't know. It just seems that he's not able. He's not got the breadth of envelope when he set up the car to be able to mm. cope with a multitude of, of positions. He's very, very, very fine with it. And when it's right, he's unstoppable. As you said, he, 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 he pulls out that extra, you know, that, uh, that Auger extra, that Tanak extra that, uh, that appears every now and again. Mm. And, and he's magical. And he, he did it in Spain. Wow, great. Needs to do it for a whole year, doesn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely, and across all the surfaces with as much confidence as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a bit. No, it, it, it'll be it, difficult. It, it, was, it, it will. Well, will it? It will because I think he's just. I don't think he's ever going to manage to broaden his 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 op operating envelope within. You know what the road is going to present. It's a rally road. It changes. It it alters from from one minute to the next, or one passage of a car to the next. And unless Teddy gets himself right into the right slot which he, he can usually do nearly every event he'll do it. Sometimes it's on the last day. The most dangerous guy to have 30 seconds behind you on any, on any day of rallying if, if he's in the groove because he, he gets it every single rally. But it also seems that on so many rallies, he, he, he'll go part of a day or a day without it. And that's what, that's what decides his final result. Yeah. Mm. A championship will be difficult for him because he needs to, he needs to not have very many of those events to be world champion. You I, sound unconvinced there, David. I, I, I am, I am, I am. But I have huge, vast amounts of respect for George, uh, and George knows these these scenarios um, much better than I do. Uh, I, I, I would David, actually. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm just saying that's how it appears. You know, yeah. it, it could be. We don't have all the facts. We're not in the team. We're not. But George, your your interpretation is always a lot better than mine. Uh, and I think you're onto something. But equally, I I still think Thierry does have a championship in 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 him. But well, I believe and, so. Yes. yes. I I'm, I mentioned the word scenario there. So mm. I was I was chatting away to to Temu Sunanen, uh last Ooh, week sometime. Yeah. And uh, we were chatting away, and lovely, lovely fella. And on we go. And he kept saying this word, and I kept thinking, what is that word? What's that word he keeps saying? <laughs> and then it dawned on me that he was saying, scenario, scenario. <laughs> 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 and then I got it. And it was like, oh, I had not heard that one before. So, so there we are. So, so I can imagine a scenario where I think Thierry could be champion still. So sorry, I don't know, that just... Uh, I am struggling a little bit. We are, for people listening, we are recording quite early this morning and we've had quite a, a significant issue in the Evans household for the last couple of days, or certainly the last two days, uh, an early morning issue in that uh, we've run out of filter coffee. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a disaster so for you, David Evans. It is. I'm on one of those drip through filter things, Cole, that I take away on events and it's just not kind of worked. How has that happened? There's, there's, there's a breakdown in the planning process and the 
Logistics somewhere there, David Evans. Logistics. Logistics manager. That yes. moment where you're actually on all fours on a kitchen floor looking through the cupboard <laughs> saying, there must be one more bag in here <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> well, there wasn't. <laughs> so we will be uh, off to... After the enough of the, enough of this enough of this coffee thing. I yep. has, absolutely. I spotted an interesting question before we get into the oh. the nuts and bolts of this one. And then I spotted an interesting question on uh, on on Twitter. Now, as 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 our listeners may not realise, I, I look at Twitter and Facebook. For me, it's like work. I don't want to do it. And I occasionally look <laughs> at it, and up popped a question from uh, Matthias Hammer. Yes, uh, Dirtfish uh, Rally, if you want to get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Matthias asked, asked uh, he, said, he said, George, why, is, why does the Toyota appear to be about half the right height of a Hyundai? Uh, yet the Hyundai is just as fast uh, and just as quick on on the fast smooth rallies and, and I suppose the, the vice versa on, on, on the asphalt rallies. Um, uh, what, well, not sorry, on the gravel rallies. What, what's the uh, what's the reason for that? How how can that be? And uh, now, Colin, uh, I I don't have an opinion on that because uh, although I like Matthias, as soon as he said it, I thought, you know what, he's absolutely right. It it does appear like that, and I have noticed it, and I've just never questioned it mm-hmm. because it's all down to the dynamics of the car and you know the roll centers, and you know it probably is is just appearing that way just due to the different bodywork. But Colin, you had a good opinion on that. Yeah, no, no. Hang on it's a second. Just have... whoa, 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 whoa. Colin had a, Colin had a good opinion it right on it. There. George, Colin had... you, this is a technical question, and you're yeah, handing the keys to it Colin. It is a technical question. <laughs> Are you serious? Actually, <laughs> listen. That's you know, I'd, I'd say <laughs> I would normally say, "Watch my lips, David," but, but you quite clearly, you quite clearly are giggling away there, Colin. Really, you made a good really observation. But this is an observation, David, and I'm quite good at observations rather than technical analysis. Yeah, that's true. Come on, come on, so, Colin, spit it out. What, no, what I've noticed this is the before, audio version of putting in a frame, Colin, to so enjoy this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And, and I have noticed this before, and I have asked about it before, and, and you know, I have been put right on it before. Um, if you remember the wheel arches on, particularly the, 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 the gravel spec on certain cars, the wheel arches go really high, and you see a lot of the suspension. And it almost creates an optical illusion. So the car looks like, you know, it's, it's riding a lot higher just because you can see a lot more of the suspension because of the shape of the wheel arch and the shape of the bodywork. I suspect that what Matthias is seeing is a little bit of an optical illusion. You know, he's seeing a little bit more of the suspension on one car. And because of that, assuming that perhaps it's riding a little higher than the other car. I don't know. Mm. But I have seen that before. I've asked the question mm. before and I've been told, no, actually, they are riding more or less the same height. It's just that your eye's telling you that one's higher than the other mm-hmm. because you're seeing a little yeah. bit more of that suspension under the wheel arch. Yeah. David, that's my technical answer. Uh, there that's you go, David. That, David, call, call yourself put in your place there, David. Now, yeah. uh, just out is, of interest, is there a homologation there, issue there, though, George? Is no, there, no, no, not at all. It's just, no, it's, just, it's, just the, it's just the way that the car has been designed. You know, it's just a, it, just part of that. I mean, it, nothing to do with kinematics, probably, because as 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 uh, Collins has been told, they are probably very, very similar. I haven't I haven't actually asked anyone in Hyundai what the right height is because they're so secretive there generally, and and I go to so few rallies. I don't I've I've not built any recent relationships there with anyone I can just give a phone call to, and have a chat to. Um, conversely, on the Toyota side, I can I can always phone up Tom Fowler and and or send him a message and ask him a question if it's very difficult. But I avoid doing it except for 
super, super important things. But I happened to know the right height of the Toyotas, approximately. And uh, after going to Kenya, for instance, uh, when I was in Kenya and I started to drive the route, I realised just how rutted some parts were and and how, how many you know massive impacts there were. And I thought, Craigie, you really want to get the car up. You know, I'm, I'm sort of thinking 40, 50 millimetres nominally. And in, in your head, when you look at it, you want the car to get like 100 millimetres higher. And I think the range that they can adjust the, 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 the height of the car doesn't amount to much more than 30 millimetres. Uh, believe it or not. It, it seems... Now, I, I might be slightly wrong because I haven't actually asked anyone specifically about this. But um, the Toyota went as high as it was. And I think it was it was maybe... 10 or maybe 20 millimetres higher than normal. I'm sure it was just as little as that. So, Matthias, um, it looks like the cars are the same right height. And, and yes, they are unbelievably, ridiculously low for rally cars, driving at these incredible speeds with this unbelievably marvellous suspension travel. I mean, they've got, they've got upwards of, I, th I think it must be 320, 350 millimetres of suspension travel. Yet, before the, before the sump, the sump guard hits the ground. It's it's probably only two hundred millimeters. Go figure. <laughs> but the suspension is not to do with absorbing bumps. It's to do with absorbing the profile of the road and keeping the wheels in traction on the road. And if you're in these cars, if if you ever get a chance to watch a car coming out of a stage uh, slowly over on a gravel road up onto an asphalt road, and you see steps and the cars are just literally creeping along in first gear you'll see that the body doesn't move and the wheels make these incredible uh, lengthy travels um, that it's all about keeping the wheels on the road and the spring the, the spring rate is so low much lower than any road car it's uh, all down Josh, to this incredible can I tell you, which story? you know what I rant on about yeah tell no, me can I tell story? you story just very quickly because we are going to obviously go on to to the main talking point this week which is Monza but one of the best bits of footage I've ever seen of a rally car it was the I think they called it the golden stage in Rally Cyprus. Uh, so we're going back 10 or 12 years now at least. And the stage ran along the side of the, it was almost a cliff, not quite a cliff, but a very steep descent down to the sea. And the helicopter was filming, I think it was Andreas Mikkelsen in the Skoda. And the helicopter was at the same level as the rally car. And it was quite astonishing. The rally car mm. was more or less smooth as you like. And you could see, left side front and rear suspension dropping mm. massively and rebounding and dropping and rebounding mm. and the bodywork of this car as Mickelson was probably fifth mm. or sixth gear going along this road flat out the bodywork looked completely level as the suspension yeah. just kept dropping and pinging like back and dropping it, it was incredible yeah. it was quite incredible to watch and it was um i'll maybe try and find it and, and post it again if i can find it somewhere online uh, so, it was an incredible so bit of footage <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, can I tell you a, a, an even shorter story? Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, about like suspension travels. Mm. So, uh, a, a <laughs> lot of years ago, me. Probably, probably about as, as long ago as that story, Cole, uh, I was coming back from New Zealand and Armin Schwartz was doing the some sort of Baja uh, event, maybe in the Baja 1000, which starts this week. And if you want to read Ken Block's thoughts on Baja, his first Baja or maybe a second Baja 1000. Have a look at dirtfish.com. Um, so Armin was testing, and he said, oh, come, on, come, on, come into Nevada, and I'll take you in the car, and we can do a bit of testing. I really wasn't keen. Uh, I'd seen some of this trophy truck stuff. Didn't really think it was for me at all. Uh, and turns out it's not really for me, but it's very, very exciting. <laughs> uh, 
so, okay, so I was coming back from New Zealand, so I stopped off in wherever uh, and flew internally to Nevada, met with Armin, and we went off in this truck. Dear Lord, you know, we think <laughs> we talk about suspension travel. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, yeah. you get this crash helmet on. There's no windscreen in the car. You put this crash helmet on, and there's this huge pipe that comes into the side of the helmet. And what's that for, Armin? Ah, uh, that's for oxygen. What? <laughs> that's, what they, that's to feed you some oxygen because it'll get really dusty. So plug that thing in, and off we go. And genuinely, you know, I've been fortunate to be in some rally cars at some speed, mm-hmm. but that thing just, we took off down this road, and it was brilliant because at the time, Armin was still working with Skoda. So Skoda had bought, uh, Skoda America had bought a, um Octavia Scout or something, one of those kind of faux yep. off-road kind of things. And Armin had tried to drive that road car down this road, and it, we were literally crawling and inching along uh, at sort of two and three miles an hour. And then we lit this trophy truck up, and we went down that road at probably 80 or 90 miles an hour. And honestly, <laughs> you were sitting in there, and the right front wheel was up above you, or it felt like it was above your head, while the left was down there. And it, it, the wheels were just everywhere. Mm. And it just actually yeah. felt like you were in a powerboat that was just pinned and just kind of zipping through the waves. It was just cutting was through no, the water. Yeah. yeah there well, was no, no movement no. in the car. I have to say, if, if you're in a powerboat, you know yes. when you're smacking yeah. those okay. waves. Yeah, that was a really bad analogy. But, <laughs> but you just took off and just watched the wheels up and down and you were just dead straight. It was the most <laughs> incredible feeling. But I was quite glad to get out. But thank you, Armin, yeah. for the ride anyway. Mm. Here that was a slightly story. longer story Sorry, than was, George's yeah. as Sorry. well, uh, Sorry, than Colin's. But it was an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant than yours, actually, Cole. Um, Monza. Monza. I can't believe. Yes. How, how did we get to this stage of the year again? Uh, somebody stuck something on fast forward somewhere along the way. And um, yeah, boom. It, they did. And once again, we have to say thank you to our Italian friends for putting on uh, the final round of the championship at such late notice. Obviously, we should have been heading out to Japan, uh, but we're not. So I think. It was six weeks or two months or something. Um, the ACI, the Automobile Club Italia, was asked to uh, to put this event on, and they have done. It's going to be another entertaining yeah. one, a mixture of cir- circuit stages and mountain stages. Hmm. But yeah, without I'm maybe without the, the snow. I don't know. I, I, well, without the snow and without the... I'm, I'm looking at the weather forecast, and... You know, what made the event, okay, a couple of things made the event really exciting last year. Clearly, we had that wonderful battle between Elbton and Seb. But the weather made it exciting, you know. Okay, and George, you, you had very strong views on the circuit, but the circuit would have been even duller had we not had lots of mud and lots of rain and, you know, the, the mountain stages with the snow and ice, really interesting. Yeah. The forecast this week looks very benign, very, very benign, and that worries me a little bit And that it, it may take, a little bit of the intrigue and the challenge and the excitement and drama out of it if we don't get a little bit of weather just to, to mix things up a little bit. You know, it's not going to take away from the title fight, but it might take away from the, the, the spectacle of the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. No, I think you are, you, you're probably right. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's, well, it is what it is, isn't it? Uh, it uh, you talk there as well, Col, about the, the title fight. You know, how I've spoken to both Ogier mm-hmm. and uh elvin evans last week and how much of a fight is there you know i was i was struck by how completely relaxed uh both of them are you know ogier is is the most relaxed i think i've i've ever heard him and it, he's clearly demob happy uh you know he's he's had a shot in the 
in the GR010 hybrid Toyota uh, in Bahrain. So he's had a glimpse of his future. Uh, and he's he's kind of ready to take a break. In fact, I think, least we've got a clip of that interview, haven't we? Yeah, let's have a listen. You know, when you've done the same things for, I don't know, 15 years or more, it's always exciting to to go for something new. I think it's 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 you can say the same for many things in life. You know, we always like a little bit of change and a little bit of new excitement. And uh, and no, it was uh, it it was great. Of course, um, very challenging. Um, I mean, it was straight away. You know, jumping in a new car, new environment with quite a lot of highs already on me. And I mean, that was like a official rookie test so there was many other cars on track and maybe I could say that I would have preferred to have uh, first of all a, a discovery of that alone somewhere with even less pressure but the truth is I, I didn't really put much pressure on myself because I, I really take this as a chance to discover it and don't uh, I mean I think you shouldn't I shouldn't expect too much from this first day and uh, and therefore I, I really enjoyed it at the end okay this test was very nice i really enjoy but now i'm i'm still very focused on monza of course you know i i, I this week gonna try to to prepare myself as much as i can to for this uh, uh this rally because uh yeah still a lot uh, a lot to be done on this rally i need to uh, uh to 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 reach this uh, this title number 8 i think we've done so far uh, a strong season and uh, and and I think now I need to do everything to to confirm that with the title um, the last events were not as good as I was uh, hoping and uh, I I I want to do my best to finish uh, this season on a high I'm in a point in my in my career in my life where I feel that I need uh, I need a break that's for sure that I need to uh, to calm down and to um, to maybe make a, make kind of a, a reset for my motivation for my mind I don't know uh, and I don't know I don't feel that uh, at the moment um, doing it as a last time and then you know I don't have the fear right now that I'm gonna miss it but it's a fact that at some point it will happen that I'm pretty sure you know at this moment uh, we always want what we don't have in life so I, I mean right now I feel that I need uh, I want to enjoy more time, more free time with my family. I mentioned that many times, but I'm sure at some point it will come a, <laughs> it will come a situation where I would say, oh, maybe now I need a bit more, I don't know, challenge again. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't really feel about, uh, think, sorry, about the fact that uh, it, it might be the last time that I, I fight for, for a championship. I think um, generally I have this 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 feeling that I'm very lucky and privileged to have uh, had this this long career already with with uh, a lot of victories and a lot of titles already. So somehow that give me uh, I'm, I don't know a relaxed feeling. I feel uh, I feel one more time. I think you know I I, I matured this decision since a long time and I. Uh, I, I, I can say right now I don't fear the fact that that my life can look different, uh, you know, because somehow it's a wish I have. So you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I feel pretty, I feel pretty relaxed. But um, but in the same time, um, yeah, I want uh, I want to finish with uh, with the title. So that's 
let's say there will be at some point some pressure uh, building on but anyway that's something i need i always uh, oh, uh, yeah I, I think i can say always performed well because it's almost the case i think in my career under pressure it's something uh, who uh, will stimulate me so uh um yeah i need uh, I, I i need to feel the pressure anyway for monza to to deliver a good performance so there i mean you, you get it you know as he's just said it's about family time. We've always known that, you know, his, mm-hmm. his family is very, very important to him uh, and he's relaxed. Uh, and then there was, there was one more bit of that interview where I, I actually pressed him a bit more about being so relaxed um, going into Monza. Of course, uh, I mean, going ahead uh, of the last race with 17 points uh, leading the championship is definitely not a bad place to be in. I had some more uh, stressful uh position uh, you know when it was uh, maybe Australia 18 uh, where, where Cherry was just behind me and I was going into a gravel event of have to open the road and uh, I think also it not still in the, in the game that was definitely higher in or last year going into the last event not with full card in hand where I knew I had to win definitely and 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 hope for some uh, yeah for some things happen uh, to, to Helvin, so um, this year I have all card in hand, so I think that's that's why I, I can feel uh, I can feel relaxed. So so there we have it. That's a very that's a very different Sebastian Ogier, isn't it? Mm. Really, when you think about how um, driven he's been for so many years, um, no pun intended, but so mm. so focused on getting the wins and um, yeah, you know, I'm not going to use uh, I'm not going to use the other Sebastian word that always used to kind of irk him if anyone else mentioned any other records or any other successes by French Sebastians in the World Rally Championship and 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 that because he's achieved so much now he 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 seems to be at peace with the fact that yeah. he is one of the greatest WRC drivers of all time totally. he's up there he's you're exactly right there Lise but the thing that kind of I found quite strange with with Sebastian over the second half of this season you know he hasn't won since uh Safari um and certainly Cole in the last three or four events he's been quite disgruntled hasn't he and and I do yeah. wonder if it the fact that he's had this big lead say 34 points after 37 points I think after Estonia something like that and he's had to yeah. sit on it yeah he's yeah. it's compromised you know the 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 fight of a true champion and a real winner you know somebody that wants to go out and just win events um, yeah, it, it's I agree difficult. with you totally, David. He, he has he has changed his, his whole his whole uh, demeanor has changed, uh, you know. And, and but but he still is a winner, as you say. He still wants to win, and we've yeah. seen a little bit of that that Ogier of old coming back in that slightly irksome, slightly niggled Ogier. And, uh, Love it. I, yeah, no, I, I do like it, but it's 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 an interesting one because you know he has been disappointing in a couple of rallies, the last couple of rallies, to be honest with you. Um, but then, what did we expect from him? What did we expect? You know, we know what the levels at these days in in the WRC, and particularly on tarmac. You know, you have to be one hundred percent committed to be up there at the top on tarmac. And you know, I, I genuinely didn't expect Ogier to be winning. He said he was going to win in Spain. I didn't expect him to win because you know, you, you look at the whole circumstance. He talked in that wonderful interview, David, about how important family is. He has plans for the future now. He sees beyond the WRC. You know, when you're thinking that way, when you've got, you know, a, a very much a roadmap ahead of you, it is really, really difficult mm. to commit 100%, particularly on tarmac, where the slightest thing and you're off and you're, you're a passenger and who knows what might happen. 
you know, he, he's been annoyed because I don't think he's been able to commit himself 100% on these rallies. And he, and he knows it. He knows it, but, David. And he, he's not a man who has shown many weaknesses in his career. Is this a weakness? I don't think you would call it a weakness. But it's, it, it, it's, not, it's not the impeccable, unbeatable Ogier that we've always seen. And that is purely down to circumstances. Purely down to circumstances. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he's maybe been a bit hard on himself, but he just doesn't, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like the fact that he's been beaten by two or three drivers who he knows are not as good as him. You know, it's very simple, I think. But, but you know, you said it there, and, and George, you'd know more about this. You know, as a driver is, is building a championship, there was no reason for Sebastian Loeb, uh, Sebastian Loeb, sorry, Sebastian Ogier to win an event. You know, there was no reason to take that ultimate risk. What's the George? Really, really not. Just secure points on every event, second, third, fourth. It's going to do him fine. And and at this point, does that make him a lesser champion because he's not going out and winning? Well, not in my book. It makes him no. just the smartest cookie in town. Simple yeah. as that. Smart yeah. guy. Josh, he's he's doing finding the right that thing. difficult. Yeah, he's, there's no question. Of course there's he is. Of course he is. Because no he's a winner. Question. He's a winner, Colin. Correct. Yeah, he's finding it difficult. And that's yeah, why we're gearing these little niggles and, and there's there's that attitude coming but back. It's also, and as you, yeah. Go on, George. There's, yeah, there's also a team game and he's playing he's playing the team game as well, which mm -hmm. which always irks a driver. No matter what they say, oh yes, I'm driving now for the team. It irks them. Of course it does, because you know, they want to be winners. Um I mean in the in the past we had drivers that just literally couldn't do it, you know, or, or were very vocal about it when they had to do it. And and uh, uh, and and then behaved very badly, and in this case, you know what we see is a little bit, as you say, a little bit of attitude from uh, from from Sebastian when someone asks him a, uh, what he might regard as a a slightly annoying question. You know, that's it. Mm. He, he gets a bit edgy. But, but he, yeah. fundamentally, he's he's hit the nail on the head there, though, hasn't he? You know, he's got a seventeen point lead, uh, and it's going to take an awful lot. And interestingly, I, I I put this point to Elvin that you know roles are reversed. Last year he came with a with a fourteen point lead, and now Ogier is there with a seventeen point. How does it feel? So we, we could we could listen to 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 what he had to say. It's completely the opposite way around. But uh, even though the points is like fourteen to seventeen, I think even them extra three actually make a big difference when you start to look at the points table let's say you know 14 was the difference between somebody winning the rally uh and the power stage and you were still on the podium but it wasn't enough to do to get the championship if that makes sense whereas 17 is uh you know it's a it's a pretty big gap but um you know ultimately there's not a lot changed really in my mind to be honest since like greece you know like for me it was like more or less over then uh, if that makes sense and and of course we have to we've just gone to every rally with a few of of getting what we can out of them and it's the same year really you know of course we know if we want realistic shot then we need to win the rally but that's never been different to, to go in any to any other rally if that makes sense the aim is always to try and do the best you can and win so yeah yeah it is different to last year there's no question about that but, but actually, this one is not so different to any other rally for me. So there we are. Uh, you know, again, like I said, Elvin completely relaxed. Uh, he knows that all he can do is try and win this rally. Uh, and like he said, you know, he will try and win every single rally he starts. Um, another interesting final bit of, of audio to stick in here, Lise, though, 
yeah. was was the bit where I, I I asked him what's the approach you know do you go absolutely flat chat from 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 the beginning and this is what he said you know the truth the truth is really that you know yes you can gain something with a bit of risk here and there and 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 what have you but like um what I really feel is that, uh, and it's very true, like for the result in Finland, when you're really driving well, the car is working with you, the, the sort of uh, risk element just comes naturally with that because you're confident. Okay. And, you know, if you're driving well, I think that's where you'll win a lot more time than uh, doing crazy risks trying to break at the very last moment or you know take a nearly flat corner absolutely pinned you know uh, i think ultimately the the concentration needs to go to application and and getting the most out of the car and driving well rather than pulling the pin as it were you know Um, i think i think the pulling pin part just comes naturally anyway when things are working so elvin's just said it there hasn't he you know george you'd know on tarmac the most important thing is confidence and comfort in the car isn't it and that's that's what elvin's after it is it is i mean i'm sure he, he, elvin you know he'll, he can go out and do what he did in spain again um and you know if he's, if he's a little bit faster than thierry on the on the first morning thierry will dig deep and then come out and be faster in the afternoon <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's kind of the situation, unless, of course, uh, Elvin is able to dig that little bit deeper. They they were a little bit unsettled with their car, weren't they? They'd, in 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 Spain. So yeah, I think that they might might they might manage to find that little bit more. And we're going to see a fairly pacey event. I mean, obviously, the only thing Elvin can do is go absolutely as fast as he can. He's got to get, listen, mm. he's got to get the thirty points, hasn't he? Yes. Uh, to, to, because yeah, Sebastian only needs 14, doesn't it? 14 points, and that'll sort the job out. Yes. Mm. Yep. Steve Jones, our, our esteemed colleague rallying UK, uh, has sent a an enormously detailed breakdown of exactly Oh, I love what, it. It's, it's a little just spreadsheet insane. number of yeah, uh, so flowcharts. We're, we're going to use you know, that if on... Yes, follow here, this here, arrow. Here's the thing. Yeah. Steve, while, while, you, while you're just working that out, David because I know it'll take you five minutes to work it out. Yeah, at least. You know, it, it, it's, 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 no, no, no. I mean, Steve puts so much detail in these things, it does take a little while to work them out. It, it is interesting, isn't it? Because you, you talk, George, we're talking five or six positions different, aren't we, is what Elvin needs to find himself ahead of Ogier. Yeah. Maybe a touch more than that, which is quite a lot, quite a lot. But we're on tarmac. You know, when you're on gravel, you pick up a puncture. You lose a minute, 20 seconds. Well, that might only be two or three places. You lose a minute 20, a minute and a half with a puncture on tarmac and you can drop down 20 places. So you're, Evans will clearly understand this. Ogier will clearly understand that. And it's why he has to do what you're saying, George. And I understand what Elvin says in that lovely interview again, David, where he says you kind of have to die yourself in, you have to feel comfortable and, and then the times will come. But he has to keep pushing. He has to push right mm. until the very last stop line on that power stage because, you know, a puncture is all it takes potentially for OJ to tumble down the leaderboard. And, you know, it is interesting. So, David, you've had a bit of time to look at that document now. <laughs> Tell us what it says. Yep. So, I reckon there must be 200 numbers on this on this spreadsheet <laughs> uh, and we will put it up we'll put it up on on we'll ask stevie uh if he minds but we'll put it up on on dirtfish's social channels uh it's fascinating so obviously 30 points for elvin would take him to 217 uh so for for 
Ogier to get 218. He can still finish fifth and take four power stage points. He can, if he doesn't want to take any power stage points, he has to finish. Look, if here's the thing, guys. Third. Here's the thing. Third. So, so if if for example Evans gets the result he got in Finland, which is a win plus five yeah. points, and Ogier gets the result that he got in Spain, which was twelve points for fourth place, wasn't it? Fourth place and two power stage points. My goodness me, that's too tight, too tight to call. Not quite because we're obviously it's, no, it's not. It's 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 one point. Yeah, it would. Yeah. He'd win by one point, Cole. By one point. Ogier. That's how close it is. That's a, it's not. And this 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 is the this is the thing though. You're dead right there, both of you. That if Ogier starts to chase this event a little bit, and he's down in Ooh. fifth, and he's struggling a little bit, and then it's quite complicated with with a say Calais above him. You know what does the team do? The team can't ask Calais to take any part of this of because not. there's a drivers championship going on. But so then maybe Sebastian starts to chase it a little bit, starts to push that a little bit harder. Then you can see a mistake coming. Um, and, you know, the minute he slips down to the sort of lower reaches of the top 10, possibly out of the top 10, then it's game on. I think wow. it's the first phrase I ever learnt in rallying. To finish first, first yeah. you have to finish. And that's why it's such an exciting sport to watch. And that's why we're getting to Monza and we're getting all giddy mm. about, yeah, it's a big gap. But it's not it's a not. big gap if Threat. something doesn't go to plan. Yeah. yeah. I, listen, it's, yeah. it's very. I can easily see a situation where at the end of the first day, Evans is first or second, and Ogier is down in fifth or sixth, potentially. Fifth or sixth. Easily, before, yeah. Yeah. easily, easily. And, and then, then you start, may, maybe a lesser driver would start asking questions of himself. I'm not sure Ogier would. But, you know, it, it then starts to get interesting if we find ourselves in that scenario. And that is not, looking back to even just Spain, that's not an impossible scenario. Your Ogier wasn't comfortable in Spain. He wasn't happy. Okay, different rally, but he really wasn't happy in Finland. You know, couldn't work out whether it was him or whether it was the car that wasn't working properly. That's most unusual for Ogier. He can normally put his finger on exactly where he's lost time mm. in a stage or in a rally. Um, so you know, so, I, it, it's an in, it's an interesting scenario, and I, and I don't think I don't think I'd be putting my house on Ogier as yet. I'd put a fair amount of money on him, but not my house. So regardless, Col, if you're saying Ogier is sixth at the end of day one. And Elvin is first at the end of yeah. day one, regardless, obviously, of power stage points. That puts them both provisionally on 212 points. There you That's go. remarkable. Ooh, yes. Very exciting. <laughs> very. It's, what it's... do we do? What do we do? What do we do for three days if, if Ogier's second or third and just sits there <laughs> for two or three days? <laughs> that, we talk about well, the potential for snow. We talk about snow turning yes. it all on its head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like, like you, Colin, I've just checked the weather forecast. So today, all around Milan uh, and out to the north and most likely most of the west, though, it's a, it's a horrible wet day, a horrible wet autumn day in, uh, in that gorgeous area. However, uh, tomorrow, the next day and moving towards the weekend, it's getting better and better. So yeah. uh, not looking at uh, you. So I, I took a... I took a point up in the mountains this time rather than as I did last year. One of so the not quite not quite an ideal test because Ogier tested in quite wet conditions, wet, tricky, slushy, not slushy, but mm. um, slippery leaves. So, you know, he gets there. and it, But equally then he did test for last year's event in the dry. So they'll have some data from, from the 2020 test. Um, but Elvin tested in dry conditions, a little bit damp in the morning, I think. 
um, but mainly dry. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, but the one thing that we do need to talk about as well is the potential for Andrea Adamo taking Jennifer Aniston out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, so now, what, story. what odds have we got on this? <laughs> <laughs> I think the odds quite, they may be quite long, if we're honest. <laughs> Uh, so this do, is another... Do you want to uh, expand on this, David? It's another great it. story on Dirtfish.com. A hugely entertaining story uh, from the, the, the master of entertainment that is Andrea Adamo. So we asked him, chances of Hyundai retaining their, their manufacturer's championship, making it three in a row. Uh, and he said that the, the odds were better for him to find Jennifer Aniston's phone number, dial that number, and then get her to go out for dinner with him. Uh, so fairly long odds. I I can't remember the numbers. The, the uh, quote. I can tell you the quote though. Yeah. Um, he would say to Jennifer Aniston, if uh, they manage to do it, I will tell her I'm the nice Italian, beautiful with green eyes and very charming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would she be disappointed? No. <laughs> No, I think bit. it'd be a very charming dinner date. <laughs> I'm sure, but it, it, in fact, it'd be deeply Absolutely. entertaining. But but he's dead right. You know, I think they. I did the maths for this as well, and that's on a different pad. Uh, basically, we need all of the Toyotas to retire, um, and we need uh, we need the Hyundai's to finish one two and one two wow. in the power stage. So, uh, yeah. Stranger things, stranger things have happened. Sadly, I mean, goodness gracious, we've seen the catastrophes over the years. Um, well, then, Gen Jennifer, it prepare seems incredibly yourself. Incredibly long when it happens, and uh, Jennifer yes. Aniston. I think she's in Europe next weekend. <laughs> Shopping in Milan, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why wouldn't she, she be? Why wouldn't she be called? She'll be, she be she'll be spotted in Hello magazine wearing Hyundai Motorsport gear, won't she? That's the one. Yeah. Well, I can see that the wags are going to have it up on Twitter now, aren't they? Fantastic. But no, it right. it, it is still open, uh, just about, and it is that any time you come to a final round. With a championship at stake, it, it's a great, you know, it's always a great rally. Uh, so this Here, one, it, it will be. Here's something. Here's something, guys. Here's something. I, 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 you know, we have had four years of magnificent entertainment. Five years, isn't it? Five years of magnificent entertainment from mm. these World Rally cars. Um, you know, who could forget that first season where we had eight, I think it was eight different winners, didn't we? And, you know, the first four events yeah. were won by different manufacturers. Incredible, incredible, incredible stuff from this generation of World Rally Cup. I just have a feeling. Oh, they, I have a feeling sorry. it's going to go out with a bang. Something is going to happen. And I think, think like George, that you know, there are unwritten stories and, and it would just, something is going to just surprise us in Monza and it's going to be a fitting send-off for these World Rally Cars, for the drama that they've created over the years. I can feel it. I've got a slight premonition, guys. You know, just, a slight premonition. You know, I, I, either Jennifer Aniston is going for dinner with the Damo, or maybe we'll get a Welsh World <laughs> Rally champion. One or the other. One or the other is brewing. It's brewing. Well, look, sure. If you go, th if you go through the list of uh, that type of sort of, uh, I'm going to use my word here, Colin, and, and it's more, more, more to the point. Lisa, sort of catastrophic type of, of events. <laughs> you know, all the, uh, all the uh, Subarus failing to start uh, one morning uh, in northern Sweden. We had an overnight halt away up in the north uh, many years ago. Yeah. Must have been in the in the mid to late nineties, and uh, they all failed to start out of Park Fermi one morning. 
Yeah. Just too cold. The Citroen, the Citroens in Monte Carlo, George. The Fords, the the Fords in Sweden. Remember that final morning in Sweden with the Fords when the the wastegates all froze up. You know, Carlos, Carlos, I think it was in Safari Rally, failing to start out of Park Fermi until someone told him to take the air cover off the the snorkel. So you heard it here first. Here's another one, guys. In the Rally Pod. Colin says something is going to happen. But here's another one for you. Here's another one. And this is perhaps more realistic because the cars ain't going to freeze in Park Fermi and Monza. That's for sure. Uh, It might be chilly, but not that chilly. But don't forget Argentina with the Volkswagens. Remember that year where they had, um, what was the component? It was a third party component that failed on all three cars in Argentina in the Volkswagens. 2014, I think it was, or 15. These things can happen. Scenarios, as George quite rightly says, can happen and in rallying just about more so than any other motorsport and and you know it's, it, it's yeah another another one colin uh, the the ford uh, side side screens remember the plastic side screens yeah. they were uh, yeah yeah, they? yeah. Three, three portugal point nine, 3.9 millimeters rather than four millimeters thick all excluded yeah, yeah. yeah. portugal Shocking. yeah they all they, they all they all got time penalties were they excluded or time penalties i can't remember but they dropped them all out george that's yeah, for I think sure they got excluded i think they got excluded wow Wow, wow, but wow. Abs- none of the above will happen, and and this current regulate <laughs> current generation of cars will will bow out. Uh, in in the you've forgotten the, the point of this right. podcast, haven't you, David? It's all about speculation. Sorry, yes, absolutely. But but well, you're that, dead that, right. That's there, that's, that's I mean, the only reason it, for me, Lisa. There's no other reason because you don't get much fact <laughs> with me. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is it is it is actually going to be quite a sad day, isn't it? When you know, Sunday comes uh, and we say goodbye to these incredible, incredible cars. And uh, again, talking to a lot of drivers and a lot of co-drivers in the last 10 days and, and, and just going back to Rally Finland in 16, when I can't remember if you were there, Cole, but we were in the bar in the Hilton Hotel at the airport. Um, and there'd been quite a lot of beer consumed. And a lot of the drivers and co-drivers, they all stay there so that they can fly out on the first flights on the Monday morning after Rally Finland. And we were all chatting in the bar, and a lot of the drivers and co-drivers said, I don't want to get in those cars. I don't want to get in those cars and come to this place next year. Because nobody really knew what they were going to be like. You know, we were talking about, you know, potentially an extra 100 horsepower, this massive amount of downforce. Um, And, you know, people were predicting at that point of the evening, Armageddon. You know, in, in yeah. the year to come, it was just going to be mad. Carmageddon. It went nicely done, Lee. Very nice. Uh, and yeah. it, it didn't happen. You know, what we Thank had goodness. was just the most sensational five years and the fastest rally cars we will ever see. And I think yeah, we should do totally. it. We should actually do a, we should do a separate podcast saying farewell to the 17 car uh, and just talk back over great memories um, because they, it has been a sensational generation. And the thing that sometimes frustrates me with our sport is that we continually go back to Group B as this point of reference. Uh, and what is the point of that point of reference? You know, it was probably the time when running was at its most popular. For sure it was because, you know, the, the crowds and everything that we saw. But we're not, we can't have those crowds anymore. But I think if we could, we would probably still see them in Portugal. If you just said to people what? in Portugal, go there. Those roads would still be absolutely flooded with with people, but you know, obviously, it's a different world that we live in now. But for me, does the seventeen car now become the actual big point of reference as to where 
the sport was at its absolute best. Well, I, I think competition-wise, you know, you, you can't argue against 27. Why have you done this 45 minutes sorry, into this recording, <laughs> David? <laughs> and performance-wise, As you mentioned, wise, this is God. an entire yeah. podcast yeah, in right. its own yeah. Yeah. So okay, hold, let's leave that You're quite right, but, but, yeah. but, but I agree with you, David, totally. It, <laughs> and, it was a magnificent and maybe, generation. Uh, and maybe answers on a postcard. Uh, if anybody's I don't necessarily agree. So um, ooh, I, I, ooh. Think, I think ooh. we definitely need a podcast on this. Right, good. I, I have points. I'm making notes now. Can we get, Lise, can we get this is a technical question now to end on. Yep. Could we get could we get listeners and readers and and our friends out there to actually send some audio in and tell yes, us what please. they think? Yes, they what's please, for this? I'm telling you. Record it, record it on your do. smartphone. No, Very I'm easy. Going, record on your smartphone. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you guys what we're going to do for this. Because I've been listening. <laughs> I've been listening to radio. It's, 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 I've been listening it's to a voyage of discovery too. for us all listeners. Yeah, it is. It is. I've been listening. Uh, to Steve Jones, our friend Rallying UK and Radio 2, WhatsApp is the way. So what we'll do, what we'll do is we will set up a dedicated number for you to phone in with your short messages. They can only be 15 to 20 seconds long. That's enough for most people. Um, just to make a point, send us a message. We will set up <laughs> a dedicated WhatsApp. Now, don't laugh. A WhatsApp number. Send us your messages. It's all beautiful, crispy, crystal clear audio. And then Lise can put them all together because she's an editing genius. And away we go. Piece of cake, guys. Has that surprised you, David? I yeah. can do the last bit, definitely. So, so you, maybe you let's... do the first bit, Colin. I'll do so, the first bit. So, what about we just what about we just ask a question and here and now in 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 fifteen oh. seconds or less, which yeah. was the greatest generation of car? Perfect. Right. right. All right. right. Good. Good. That means I've got. What are the odds on now today? What are the odds on any of us today? answering it's... that in under fifteen seconds? There's pressure on me. It's pressure. I think they can be longer than 15 You can have seconds. people that are just going to keep, I, I think, keep adding, think, adding and another thing. Well, I think, I think the thing is, I think the thing is, Jeremy Vine, who's, for, for those of you who are outside of the UK, he does a, a lunchtime uh, radio show, drive lunchtime radio show. Where is it? The kind most of, shocking two show? hours of every day. Oh, yeah, awful, exactly. Awful but he, ghastly, he ghastly, ghastly on 15 or 20 hours. seconds because he's got something like 9 million listeners. Uh, you know, so we, we he's almost as popular as us, St. Cole. Almost, almost. <laughs> so, so maybe we could go a little bit longer. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's what we'll do. We'll do. We'll set that up. We'll we'll let you know what the number is for you to call in on WhatsApp and and leave us a wee audio message about your thoughts on on the the greatest generation Perfect. of rally cars. Brilliant, brilliant. I look forward to that. Thanks again for your hard effort. If you do want to get in touch on Twitter, in the meantime, at Dirtfish Rally, uh, we will be back post Monza to sum up the final event of the season and take a look ahead to 2022. Very exciting. If anybody, if anybody wants to send any technical questions, I'll look at them within approximately a month or so of you sending them. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, George, you can pass them on to me. Pass answer. them on to me after that. Uh, quite clearly. <laughs> I think that's a good time to go. <laughs> yeah. That is a very good time to go. See you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>